Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone. And it's a spooky evening, it is, as the thunder is roaring across the river. It's a damp and rainy day here in the moors. So, there you go. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, of course. And with me is the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, hello. Good evening. Yeah, it is a really kind of moorish evening, isn't it? <laughs> it just, yeah. started, just started pouring here again, and we've had thunder and lightning. And it's, it is. It's kind of a... It's a spooky little day. Yeah, even the hairy coos are running for cover. <laughs> the who? The hairy coos. The hairy coos. Yes, the hairy coos. They're running for cover. You'll have to help me with that. I don't know. Oh, uh, well. Anyway, so, uh, we got a great show for you today, hopefully. <laughs> I, yeah. hope, I hope so. You sound so enthused. I am always enthused. I know. I live shows. for this. Absolutely. I wake okay. up in the morning and say, oh, thank God, I'm going to listen to Anne today. <gasps> I hope so. Yeah. I know, I just look forward all day to listening to your dulcet tones. Yes, I just kiss the ground you walk on. <laughs> well, okay, anyways. So we have a great show to us. Okay. With us tonight. Uh, something tonight. We have somebody, yes, uh, we have someone who uh, uh, is... Uh, become a almost a regular on this show. I, I guess we call it. Can we call him a semi regular? Sure. Uh, half regular, or uh, I don't know what. God is. Oh, here we go. Anyways, so Frank he is the cream and sugar. I don't know what. Yeah, he, he's our our ace uh, ace reporter from uh, the land uh, up up there, and uh, you know, uh, way there. Yeah, up there somewhere. So the sun. <laughs> Where the sun don't shine, and <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't is, sound very nice. He is spiritualist medium, Stephen Scott. Hi, good evening, guys. <laughs> Hi, Stephen. <laughs> wow. Why, why did you come on the show again? I'm, I'm I don't know. Sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't come on with an intro like that. <laughs> it could so be worse. It, it could. Right, you could be Steve. I was just going to say that you could be Steve Parsons instead of Steve Scott. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Cal Cooper's calling. Oh, no. It's no telephone calls from the dead right now. We just started. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Jeez. Anyways, uh, fabulous day here. And uh, so, anyways... Um, Stephen, for those who don't know, is is a spiritualist medium. He's been on the show many times. It's a lot of times when Ann's not around, thank God, I have someone I can talk to. You know, we can bond with, have a have a bromance. This must be beat Ann up day. Wow, it is. Why? Yeah. I haven't uh-huh. beaten you up. Uh-huh. I just said when you're not there, I have someone. That's uh, all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Thank God. I heard a thank God thrown in there. And he, and he doesn't even have a man bun. So there you go. Oh, thank. God. <laughs> 
does he? Steve, do you have a man bun now? I'm not sure. Uh, oh, gee, that's that, that's between me and God, Ron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do, do they oh. have those in, in Scotland? Or, or oh, is that... sadly, yes. We do. Oh, sadly, yes. Don't you just want to pick them up by it and turn their head around to I... see if it comes off? Yeah, I, 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 I just I just expect a, a little bird to be nesting in it very soon. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you were on the, on the prowl again, looking for stuff to do. Evidently, because uh, <laughs> evidently you have nothing else to do. But yeah. you 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 went to uh, uh, a uh, a place in um, it's Standing Stones, which you guys get those. Like we have McDonald's over here, they're everywhere, right. and uh, and you just you uh, took a bunch of pictures and stuff, and and you got to tell us about it. So first of all, you know, you've got time off from your busy job because you have a real job, and uh, and, and you do the spiritual work as well. Why chose to go out and look at some stones sticking out of the ground? Because Vadi made me. Ah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's just one of those things. It's it's always been of interest to me. And this is one of um, the oldest sites in the country. Uh, in fact, the whole of the UK at uh, the the stones on Callanish on the Isle of Lewis. And it's I've always wanted to see it and to be there and to go there. Um, so we just decided that we had never visited the Outer Hebrides before which is the nest of islands that form uh, Lewis, Harris, Uist, all that kind of northwest area of Scotland. Basically, you know, you're almost, when I say a stone's throw, I'm talking about a couple of hours away from at least, but, you know, it's Iceland to the north, Ireland to the south, and then just the ocean to the west. There's, there's nothing there. Um, it's pretty remote. It's pretty barren. But uh, we've always wanted to visit it and just see what it looks like uh, and and just to experience it and to get a chance to visit the stones was was really spectacular because we didn't realise just how big it was, not in terms of the size of the standing stones itself but also the fact that there are there are actually quite a lot of sites that form up the whole set of Kalanish stones uh-huh. Wow! Do you have to? Is, is it on an island? Do you have to take like a boat or something? To oh, get yeah, two ferry trips, two boat trips. Oh, oh yeah, wow. lots, lots of ferries up there. Yes, <laughs> leprechauns, ferries. Well, leprechauns are south ferries to the north. And, I was looking yeah. at the map, and it, it it looks like it would be quite a journey. It took us to get to where we were staying on the Isle of Lewis. I think took us about ten hours. 11 hours, 7 oh. hours drive, then another 3 hours in total on ferry trips. Mm. Um, it, it took quite a while. <laughs> it took us a long time. Wow. You, it, that's like a whole, like, <laughs> a whole like entire... To, like going to Gettysburg. Yeah. A whole entire day of traveling just to get there, right? Yeah. By the time you get there, you feel like you were at Gettysburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it's exhausting. Uh, but no, it's well worth it. It's, it is... As I said, extremely remote. There's not that many people there. Actually, <laughs> to be honest, uh, all I met when I was over there were English tourists and American tourists, mostly American tourists. I believe it or not, from California. Ah, oh, there um, you go. There's a lot of hippie dippies out there. So yeah, yeah, that's my thought. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. So, yeah, so go ahead. The, the standing stones. So, of course, yes. when you say standing stones, everybody, of course, says, oh, Stonehenge. Ah. But there's a lot of standing stones. I heard of that. Yes. And the, the main difference is in the formation. The standing stones at Kalanish are singular standing stones. Mm-hmm. At Stonehenge, they are formed into a henge, the shape. Okay. So that's why this isn't like Stonehenge. Stonehenge had a completely different purpose. And that's one of the interesting things. No one really knows, really, what the stones at Kalanish represented. I have to ask you, because you sent me some pictures, which I posted on the the page, and one of them, it seems, in an aerial view or or somebody high up in the air. And and it looks like a hinge. I mean, it's circle, and then this. It almost looks like a Celtic cross in a way, but uh, it, it does look like a Celtic cross. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, so, I mean, isn't that kind of like what Stonehenge isn't? Isn't that the circular thing? Or what, what's the difference between them? You said that that these were just standing stones. I, I'm confused. Now, if I remember correctly, I'm not 100% sure because I'm not big on my hinges, but the, <laughs> the, the, the hinge represents the circular stone with the upright. So te- technically it has the hinge aspect, but it also oh, has I, the, oh, the one that goes across out. it? The one that goes across it, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's also got it. the big avenue with the yeah, stones okay. in it that Stonehenge yeah. doesn't, or if it did, the stones have been removed. Okay. So it's it does have the circular hinge in the middle, but it actually forms a more cross shape. And what's interesting of, in, in this is that there's actually a part of the site is out with the protected area that's part of the story of what can happen uh, and what may have been happening at Kalanish. Uh, that's actually where I, when I took the second video, it's where I was standing. I was actually standing on top of something that oh. um, that's out with the protected area. And I remember looking at it going, that's rather interesting because... This is almost like a small capsule underneath me. But oh. in order to get a good aerial view, I stood on top of it. And uh, it actually forms a chamber underneath you. Really? And that, actually, that actually plays part of the, the midsummer solstice uh, oh. rituals and beliefs that were there that we can talk about as well. Mm-hmm. I had actually read that um, about there being a chamber. Yes. But they think it was built later than the stone? The, the original stones have been there. The first formation of the site, they reckon, took place well over 5,000 years ago. Mm. So it's, it's extremely old. And the, the stones are made of a, a, a very old material uh, called Lewisian Nice. And the Lewisian Nice that the stones are comprised of is somewhere in the region of two to three and a half uh, billion years old. Oh, my God. Wow. Now, what's really interesting about this whole area and part of the area to the side of this in Stornoway is it's part of a massive big geological park. Mm-hmm. And what would what should have happened is you should have the Lewisian Nice stone, or Nice, the Lewisian Nice stone, three and a half billion years old. On top of that, you should have Torridon sandstone, roughly 500 million years old. So we're <laughs> talking about, right? Now, it's just a baby compared to what's underneath it. But there's areas where it's it's upside down. The Lewisian Nice is actually on top of the Torridon sandstone. So there must have been some sort of massive volcano or impact that occurred in this area to send the stone from underneath up through above the stone that's actually 2,500 2, million years 
younger than it. Oh, so wow. There's all sorts, and that's one of the things we also went up to see was all the geological park areas where you have this anomaly that's literally, when you think about it, two and a half thousand million years of a difference. It's <laughs> mind-boggling. You know, it shouldn't have happened, but it did. It is mind-boggling. I, I just can't comprehend, you know, that, mm-hmm. that age. Um, I've been so, off Facebook for five minutes, and I'm already going crazy. I don't know how these stones coped. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, what do yeah. they think that they are? They were there for right. The stones that were that have been put there, it, they have both been there as a place of worship, and originally they believe it was some sort of temple worship, mm-hmm. uh, and that the whole site of Kalanish is very tied to the moon as well as the sun, mm. and there's several belief systems in place and it's really difficult to find out but uh, because it goes back so far and there are no records this area of Scotland um, was uh, very heavily populated by Christian society and we're talking about very devout you know right wing Christianity we're not talking about uh, you know the kind of Calvinism type Christianity where Mm -hmm. um, you know everything is to be you know uh, what's the word um abstained from, you know, mm-hmm. very, very strict. So that has uh, literally taken over the majority of what was existing on the island. But for some reason, these old stones for 5,000 years are still in place mm-hmm. on all these sites. And that's one of the things that I find very interesting. But it's believed that it was originally a temple that, or a temple site that would have been erected. And one of the stories is the story of the Shining One. And mm-hmm. the shining one would have been someone who would have been bestowed upon by the the thoughts and the the you know the information of the universe to be an oracle or a guide for whoever would have been there at the time. And this, it's theorised that the shining one's journey was to walk up the long avenue that you see there, and that chamber that you've read about, where I was standing, that's out with the protected area. If they sat inside that chamber during midsummer's morning when the sun came up, it would have shone directly into that chamber and illuminated them and given them contact with the divine that would have allowed oh, them cool. to then make the correct decisions to ensure that, you know, crops were harvested and, you know, proper things were adhered to. All that type of knowledge. They would have had the knowledge of the universe bestowed upon them. You know, that's really interesting because I actually uh, was able to take part in uh, uh, one of those, those uh, I guess, uh, experiences. Um, but old Ron, I didn't know you were that old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes way here, back. We have, way here back. A, we have a place in, in New England called Mystery Hill, and one of the, uh, the uh, uh, chambers there... Uh, was being studied by a professor from the University of Lowell, and uh, I met him one day. Oh God, it was like February; it was freaking freezing. <laughs> but it was at that particular time when the the light from the horizon would come in and enter and light up the back of this chamber. So we we went there and we yeah. we uh, waited for it. It's a unique experience, and mm-hmm. and you kind of. Uh, you know, if, once you get used to the spiders and stuff like that, I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, and mosquitoes. And <laughs> it's kind of a unique, unique 
experience really when you you know when mm-hmm. it comes up and it goes through and it, it it's it's a you know it, it's kind of like the indiana jones thing in the from the original movie of the ark i mean it's <laughs> it's so cool when you when you yeah. see something like that really. uh so it, yeah i could see where it, it was a, a mystical experience mm-hmm. uh and that so but uh i always was intrigued though because you know, everything in the universe is, is constantly changing. And some of these stone uh, formations that were built, well, they're supposed to be, meet the solstice and everything else, but the, the rotation of the Earth and everything else has changed a little bit. So I, I wonder how... They're not really accurate now, are they still? I don't believe they will be with regards to where the sunlight hits exactly. It will be yeah. off, but it's not off that much. Uh, oh, okay. we're, we're not looking at a point leading to the zenith where the sun is. We're looking at how the sun... So you may find it hits the, the chamber, you know, eight minutes later than it would have normally as the sun mm-hmm. moves across. Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, I don't think it's... Um, I don't believe that it's uh, that majorly impacted. But the site's not just there to monitor the sun. It's also there to monitor the moon and the movements of the moon. And mm-hmm. what's or as, interesting... As we, or as we say in America, moon... I thought I said moon. No, you said moon. <laughs> moon. That's what it's called, the moon. No, the moon. <laughs> so, uh, the big ball of light at night. Yeah, that uh, one. Yeah, <laughs> that thing. When, when that, <laughs> I have to apologize for the... Uh, no, I was just the, translating for our American uh, listeners, that's all. Yeah. No, it's okay. I was going to say, I have to apologise for the differences in dialogue and tone, but I'm sure if anyone outside of New England listens carefully and you speak slowly, Ron, they'll understand you perfectly fine. That's <laughs> right. That's Thank right. You. Van Helsing, you're one to talk about how to pronounce things, okay? Well, I've, I've got something for you to pronounce, Ron. There's the story of the Kaelich uh, Asmontrich, which oh. is, translates as effectively the old woman of the moors. And yeah. one of the yeah. photos that I sent you, you one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of the photographs that I sent you, if you look, it was taken at one of the opposite. There are the three main sets of standing stones at Callanish, each okay. separated by about half a mile of distance. And when we were at the Callanish two site, the second site, uh, what happened there was was that uh, Vary and I were taking photographs, and we'd heard the story of this. But when I was looking through the photographs, and it's, it's the one I've sent you, it's got a single stone in it. If you look just to the left and up, you'll notice that there's an image of a woman lying on across the top of the mountains. And when the sun comes out at a certain time during the solstice, you can see the woman in the shape of the woman. Oh. And what happens is, is that every, it's, it's exactly 18 years, wait till I get this right, 18 years, one month, sorry, 18 years, one day, and eight hours the moon passes across the top of her body and back down, and it looks like it's, it's, it's arising from where the womb would be. Uh-huh. And it's almost like the birthing of the moon for a new cycle of a lunar cycle. And that was uh-huh. part of the beliefs that were down here. Now, one of the interesting things that happened is each of the stone circles could be for a different purpose. So, wait, wait a minute. I just have to ask a question. because sure. So, this is supposed to be, I mean, would that be like a good time to have kids for the crowd, the, the group that was there? I mean, is uh, that I, what kind of... 
Is there ever a good time to have kids, Ron? Um. No, there isn't. But that's besides the point. (laughs) I mean, would that be part of the ceremony? I mean, it may have been. Yes, they may have looked at it that way and decided this is a time when, as that moon energy rises, the fertility energy would rise, and therefore, I know where this is going. There could be people of that inclination who use that as a sign to, you know, make the most of the moment. Procreate. That's the. Yeah. That sounds so crass. Really? I'm sorry. To make love and be loved. To love. make love. <laughs> Barry, play Barry White. I don't know. They probably did back then. <laughs> oh, the little yeah. drum and the, the, the little bowl that he went around. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 All right. The moon is rising. It's time, <laughs> children of the night. All right, moving on. I'm sorry. All right, yeah, let's move along. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it probably would have been, I would put it this way, I would be very surprised if it wasn't taken as a sign for that or, a, you know. Yeah, and I, I, I would I, think so. But uh, we had mixed feelings at each of the different sites. And, um, oh, you're going to tell us your feelings now? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't appropriate, appropriate at any of the sites, right? No, we did not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the wind might have been a little deterrent, but, you know, the people in there. But anyway, I I was, it was too bad, you know. So there's three videos that I've posted on the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page. And I've numbered them. So start at one, go to three. And Stephen had so much to say at the, the third site about what he was feeling and, um, uh, the energy that he was getting from the stones and the wind, unfortunately, was stealing was just stealing his words away. <laughs> but watch the videos because it's beautiful. You know, it's a beautiful spot. Wait a minute, it's just his face. No, he shows the stones in the background. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Well, you know, okay, I'm going to ignore you tonight. That's all. That's all. It's just his face. Just yeah, like, like you don't really, you should put a disclaimer up for for the viewers that my face is in this. So it's, his uh, face it's, is uh, in it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. So, oh yeah, I see it now. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't get by his face. His face is in it. He's got a perfectly lovely face. So it does. Stop no, no man. No, no man bun. I told no, you no you man a, bun or anything. I told you we had a bromance every time there you're you not go. around. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ron Dostoevsky to my hutch. anyways so uh i just wanted to make sure that we get this in before uh i think we should actually uh before talk about what you felt in each of the sites after the break i just didn't want to take a break in the the middle of that's why i kind of sidetracked i have a comment about some of these pictures okay yes yes can we talk about the pictures oh we can talk whatever you want in this is your show i'm just the passenger Oh my goodness, boy! You know, I take a week off. Oh man, a week! Okay. Holy crap! Like a month. A month? No, yeah, no, month. no. But anyway, so if you are looking at the pictures, so the first. Um, these are all again posted on the Facebook page. So the first picture is an aerial view of the stones, which look like a cross, and then the. Second picture after the aerial view, it looks like a face in that stone. Yes, it now, looks like mm-hmm. 
uh, I don't know. I can see, I actually see a lips and a myself. nose and eyes. It's, it's cool. You see a skeleton? I don't see yeah. a skeleton. I see you know a standing what? man skeleton with it a little makes... baby on its back. That's really interesting because the, the, we met a local artist when we were there, and uh-huh. she, she she painted a lot of the different uh, stones and everything there. The one that's got the I, I call it the tree beard stone because it looks like tree beard from Lord of the Rings. It's got the big face. Oh, I was just going to say it. it looks like a tree. Right, uh, th- th- yeah. that's I, I I called it the tree beard stone when I was there, and there were others with more faces. At the bottom of that, there's an there's a, an artist lady who actually paints the two stones and you've got the one with the male figure in it that looks like the skeleton and you have the one with the uh the that looks like a lady holding a baby yeah oh and that one if i remember correctly that one with the lady holding a baby actually points in the direction of where the sleeping mother stones like the sleeping mother mountains is Uh which is really interesting so the third the the if, if you move along to a couple of photographs, you'll mm-hmm. see the one that's got just like the stone in the middle at the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. Yes. See if you zoom into the mountains immediately above that stone and just to the back, you'll see the mountain range that looks like a, the sleeping woman. The sleeping woman, yeah. Oh, okay. Right above the middle of the stone, you'll you just see her face in the background. With the sun just come out at the right moment and just lit the whole background up. Oh, Wow. And you can see it, that's where the sleeping woman lay. So when people were at the Callanish 2 site and they looked over during midsummer solstice, they would see the image of a woman lying in the mountains. Mm, that's neat. And they would believe that this was the old woman of the moors, who also ties into St. Bridget, I believe. Oh, really? Ways. Yes, there's ties in there with St. Bridget. We'll have to talk about that when we come back because we get about like 30 seconds right now. So, uh, St. Bridget. So, uh, that's intriguing. Is there more about St. Bridget or or just is that it? No, no. I have some notes here that I can actually dig up during the break. You have real notes? Oh, wow. Yeah. He's an ace reporter. Of course he has notes. Yeah, of course he does. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do have notes. I just don't know where I put them. Where I put them. Aren't you psychic? Can't you remember where you oh, put them? Oh, stop. <laughs> go to the go Anyways, to the this is a tune, so we have to go to break. <laughs> so anyways, you're listening, maybe, uh, to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with uh, the fabulous Ann Carrigan and the most venerable uh, Stephen Scott and, of course, Ron Kolick. Right here on Tojanet, Pararex, and wherever else fine shows are being played. We'll be right back after the following message. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. 
feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our ace reporter, Stephen Scott. Sparky. 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 <laughs> Got the New England accent on it there. Sparky. I so just had three H's in the middle. Three H's, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a lot of H's. I do. I do. Yeah. Terrible accent. But anyway, so we were going to talk about St. Bernadette. St. Bridget. St. Bridget, yes. Not Benedict, Bridget. Well, the Outer Hebrides is actually named after St. Bridget. Ah. Itself. That's where the name comes from. It's mm-hmm. actually got her name in it, Hebridge. Hmm. So uh, th- that's where it comes from. But yeah, uh, I've found the notes that we took down there, and it's, I'll just read a little bit here. It says, um, in the islands, the goddess is all around you. The Outer Hebrides is named after the great Celtic god, uh, sorry, goddess Brigid. She is the giver of plenty and the teacher of skills. It has always been said that you can ask her for advice or healing, and she will hear you. She listens to every sound that moves in the wind and water. Uh, so that's the few, when there's plenty of wind. I yes, there was. Certainly. I believe that. A lot of hot air. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just adding to it. <laughs> so so that's where the, 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 the Bridget, Bridget, whatever it was, uh, came from. So now that, now that we have time, do you care to, to share with us your feelings when you went to the site? First, when you, you first headed towards the island, if you did you sense anything and then just you can carry on from there well as as we're going to, in all honesty as we were going towards the island that i was so tired at the end of the day i just wanted to get there <laughs> but, um, so I, I wasn't switched on it was also on a ferry full of lots of noisy people uh so surprisingly um believe it or not we, we had to book our ferry three months in advance wow there's only a couple each day and we're huh. fully fully booked fully booked to, to capacity uh, very often most of the time um, so but on the way over as soon as we arrived there uh, particularly at the stone circles one of the things that strikes me and you don't hear this in the audio on the videos or anything like that but there is a great sense of calmness in all the sites it's almost like you, you pass through a bubble when you go in 
mm-hmm. and Callanish won the big site has got that whole roiling kind of engaging energy about it, particularly when we were there in midsummer. And although it looks like a Celtic cross, for me it felt like I was standing in the midst of a, an individual, a person, almost like a representation of humanity itself. Mm-hmm. And when we first arrived there, I stood up on top of that chamber area that I didn't know was a chamber, and I, I remember saying to Vary, this feels more important. And that I didn't realise at the time that was the Chamber of the Shining one that I was standing on top of. Because it just felt as though where we were had great importance because from that viewpoint you could see the whole thing in front of you. And there was a, I was just aware of, it actually felt like I wasn't looking out, people were looking at me. Now, wow. there's a funny wee story about the all the figures that make the Long Avenue. Okay, It's believed that these were the, in, in the past, it has been believed that these stones were once men that were turned to stone oh. to line the avenue forevermore for whatever transgressions or things that they did. Yeah. But uh, there's that story there that these could have been once people. And when you stop and think about how you see the faces in the stones, it suddenly mm. doesn't seem so silly. Uh, right. that you can see why they would come to that uh, decision and come to that thought process. Mm-hmm. But when I was at the Callanish site, being midsummer as well and that whole there was a just it just felt like a wonderful, powerful generation of positive energy, a balance of masculine and feminine, which was different from the Callanish two and Callanish three sites, which I'll come to. We actually visited them first. So uh, in that site, it felt as though there was a great deal of balance there, and that the the masculine met the feminine, you know, on equal terms, so that um, it. The, as in the power of the goddess and the power of the divine feminine was equally as strong as the masculine there and um, as you started to tune into that energy I just felt a great sense of peace and a sense of being and a sense of um, awareness of just having a place in this universe not just for everyone else but also for myself and just a great sense of gratitude actually for being alive and just for having the the chance to experience this amazing sight and, and to feel this energy because it felt very generative. In the central mound, it felt as though I was right at the very centre of just a representation of humanity itself. You know, not man, not yeah. woman. Sorry? That's pretty deep. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a representation of man or woman. It, it was actually, it was about six feet deep, Ron. Uh, the, the middle of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I but uh, it felt as though it was in a representation of humanity, not with any uh, one, you know, not with any one gender being given priority over another. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you. In fact, was you know Valerie, Valerie, Valerie. If I ever get her name right, right. I'll be lucky. Valerie. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, uh, <sighs> your lovely other was with you, and. Uh, <laughs> And so, did she have a different feeling than you, or did she get the same type of feeling? And and uh, I was wondering, you know, was the site more? I guess what you were just saying it was non-gender bias, but I, I wasn't sure if if it was more feminine energy than than masculine energy. But I guess you kind of answered that. Now that I think about it, but what did she get the same thoughts thoughts you did? Uh, yes, I think she did actually, because a lot of the 
feelings that we were getting, there was just a great sense, I can't say how much there was just a sense of peace there, of um, of respect and of um, just, just, uh, just a sense of being. Instead of, don't get me wrong, there's also people walking about taking numerous photographs of stones. And just, you know, just, well, I was one of them, obviously, to get the photographs. But um, it's, you know, and there's people there. And at the same time, it, it felt like a melting pot for a lot of things. There's, some people have spent their entire life studying Kalanish. I believe her name's Margaret Curtis. She's an author. And she spent, um, I think, um, almost her entire life looking into what it, what it is, why it's here, what it was there for, but also the passages of the sun and the moon through each of the phases of the cycle of the year, through each of the stones and the passages of the of where the sun would be cutting through, and she's done some amazing work on it. So, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just a, I'm a blip on the map as far as people like that are concerned. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. But, that's amazing. I mean, to, to, I mean, obviously you're going to study something like that. She's out there in all oh, yeah. the seasons. Mm-hmm. And I can't Absolutely. imagine being out there in the middle of winter would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think it would be cold, to mm. be honest. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you snowshoe in? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they don't get snow out there. It's an no? island. No. It's an island. Yeah, but it still doesn't it get cold. No. It's, it's not too far from Iceland. Yeah, so what? That's this is what I'm saying, Ron. Um, yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys don't get like a ton of snow like we do, do we? Do you, Stephen? We can do. Well, we can you, do. You oh can yeah. Do? Oh yeah. The the Highlands of Scotland get oh, the uh, Highlands. That's different. as we say, hammered. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they get you absolutely do. hammered. Um, so um, yeah, no, we can get a lot of snow in Scotland. It, it just depends. Very often, you know, getting off base a wee bit. Where I live is protected by Ireland. You know, the winds and the rain and the snow have to pass over Ireland first, so yeah. it gets diverted and blocked aside and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite lucky where I live. We don't get too much of it. But north, as soon as you go north of Ireland and it's just exposed, uh, there's a there's a lot of weather fronts up there. It can be pretty nasty. Uh, pretty okay. pretty nasty. I don't like the UK doesn't get much at all, like Wales and... and, uh... (laughs) Yeah, well, I was talking to a lady while I was there and telling her about my experience in the tent, with the tent breaking, with the wind and (laughs) etc. And she said to me, the highest recorded winds I think they've had there were 125 miles per hour. Oh my God, that's that's like above hurricane force wind. That's nuts. You know, so I, I suddenly didn't. I suddenly felt very small. You know, just mm-hmm. put my head down and walked away with high, a cup of coffee. I was buying. <laughs> the, high, the highest recorded one in the uh, in the world was recorded at Mount Washington Observatory in New Hampshire. Did you know mm-hmm. that? No, I did not. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so, wow! I don't know. It has nothing to do with anything, but let's. Well, anyways, yeah, I have a question actually uh, from the chat room and. Yeah. Uh, CCS, uh, they found a lot of quats around Stonehenge. Did they, is there quats? Did, was there a lot of quats around there? So there was a theory that they might have used that to illuminate fire or, or moonlight for night rituals. Have you I, ever heard that? Yes, yeah, I have the stone, a piece of stone from the beaches that are to the west of where Kalanish lies. My, my good wife and I went down to the 
to the beaches where we were staying at Derenin. And I have a little stone here, and it is filled with tiny little dots of quartz. Mm. It's a beautiful Lewisian niece. Uh, it was washed up, just sitting there, but it's a beautiful circular stone uh, about three inches across, and it is absolutely glittering with quartz as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely full of it. So, yes, there is. There's lots of quartz there. And at night, it, uh, we were there during the nighttime on a couple of the sites and yeah if, if you have your torch out it just glitters off the stones it's 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 beautiful it's absolutely so, amazing. so i take it you're allowed on the sites at night well there's no one going to stop you oh okay <laughs> well, well you know in the united states it's a little different thing yeah probably. it's it is part the Kalanish one has a visitor center attached to it mm-hmm. uh but the Kalanish two and three are literally in a field Mm-hmm. Off, uh, off, off the main road. There's nothing to stop you going in there, apart from cows. Yeah. Cows. Cows. Yeah. Cows. <laughs> cows. Why is that funny? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> cows. Cows in, getting... in a field. Yeah. What's wrong cows. With that? I, I don't know. I just didn't think there'd be cows there. I guess. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there was a couple. Trust me, if that was, if, if what I put my foot in was done by a sheep then it must be 20 feet tall. Because <laughs> if that was done by a sheep, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I thought these were standing stones at sheep's legs. I've just been walking under all this time. Giant things. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, there are cows, uh, big highland cows with those huge uh, horns that are about six feet wide from one oh side to the God. next. They're massive big things. Uh, that might stop. Frightening. Yeah, oh. they're absolutely frightening. But that was that was some of the feelings we got at the Kalanish one. What was really interesting, though, was the Kalanish two site. And at the Kalanish two site, I walked into it, and it's a smaller circle of stones. I've not sent you any photos of that, but I can do. The Kalanish two site's a small circle of stones. It's about 25, 30 feet across. Mm-hmm. And I think it has about 10 stones with some outlying ones. As soon as you walked in there, it felt like you were walking into a bubble. The outside world you could hardly hear anything. Mm. And I think that's why it was placed where it is. Mm-hmm. Now, what was interesting is that was one of the site. that was the first site that I opened up at. And uh, what started to happen there was that we started to get some interesting information coming through, particularly mm-hmm. from my perspective. Um, and when I was there, I closed my eyes and I stood in the middle of the circle and I started to get flashing images of firelight, people dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, it wasn't a, a you know an out of control thing. It was a, a sense of worship, and then everything was black. Absolutely, everything was black in my mind's eye. And I thought, this is really strange because this is supposed to be a moon worshiping area. This second site is about worshiping the moon. Mm-hmm. So I was confused with that. Then I heard, literally heard a voice being shouted out to me and what it said was it said okay Gaelic Hadouver and I wrote that down I went back to the can quickly scribbled, scribbled this down okay and I wasn't sure if it said Malig or Gaelic 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 Hadouver right and I wrote all this down and because we had no Wi-Fi out there I had no way to check this right so, and we had basically no Wi-Fi for the whole experience. So I wrote that down and we kind of forgot about it for a couple of days. And then 
I'll jump to the end of this story, then go back in for the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the site where we started to take photographs, and then we saw the lady recumbent lying in the mountain range, and that we realised, oh, that's the story we've heard about where the moon rises from our centre, and you know it comes across, and it's every eighteen years. And there's also a section on one of the main sites where. During this full moon phase, during that 18 year period, if you stand within what the center of the stones, the moon is so large in the sky and so close to the earth at this time, that if you extend your hands out, it actually looks like you're standing in the moon. Neat. And it's, and we, again, there are people who theorize that that would have been part of a worship process that someone would have been offered up to the moon or been given guidance from the goddess of the moon as, as, as to, you know, how things are to be conducted. But that Malik Hadova, I didn't realise, we were back at the visitor centre, we were in and out of the visitor centre about four times when we were there, and there was a local artist there who was a lovely lady, and uh, I met her and I got to talking to her, and I told her that what this what this actually means is is that it, it effectively means the the shadow of the moon or the darkness of the moon. Oh. Oh, okay. Right? And now, mm-hmm. this lady's painted these stones all are. She's been painting these, well, not all her life, but she's been doing this for about 10 years. And I told her about that, and she went, that's really strange, because Kalanish 2 wasn't about the moon, it was about the eclipse. Oh. And I thought... Darkness, yeah. The darkness of the moon, right. the shadow of the moon. That's basically what it meant. Mm. Now, that's, that's if it's Galig Hadova, right? If I'd heard Malig Hadova, or Malig Hadov, it would have meant blood pudding. <laughs> so I hope not. I I'm throwing it. that one out there to the masses. I honestly can't tell if I heard Gallig or Malig. Yeah, I know. They but, speak with a strange accent, so it's hard. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm absolutely, I'm 100% certain I heard Malig Hadover. But I'd also written, sorry, Gallig Hadover, but I'd also written Malig down. And I know that Malig Dove is black pudding. Blood pudding. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought maybe, that maybe they ate blood pudding by the eclipse. It's possible. It's possible because there know. would have been feasting as well. There would have been, you know, merriment. So you just don't know. But I, I just that was really interesting, particularly when we found out later that that site was about the eclipse and not about the moon itself. That's yeah, cool. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then we got to the third site, and that's where we got the really good photographs of the lady recumbent and you know we realized that was the moon site so one seemed to be about the sun one seemed to be, be about the moon when we were there and one seemed to be about the interaction between the two the eclipse moment yeah, that makes sense yeah it's a lot of sense actually so do they know who built these sites at all they don't know no they don't know there, there was theories uh, and apparently old stories that uh, you know men of uh, religion came over priests effectively high priests and brought assistant priests and what would have been called, well, I'll not say what they were called, but uh, uh, what I saw written, but uh, it was uh, slaves. They brought slaves, and it was the slaves that helped erect them. But Uh in the story, they brought the stones with them, which doesn't quite tie in because we know the stone is Lewis and Nice. Mm -hmm. So uh, if they brought the stone on their boats, I don't know where the boats came from. Um, Who knows, Ron? Chariots of the gods, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, that's the thing with a lot of these sites is, is there's so many theories and everything, like the America Stone, Chanshia, you have everything from uh, Phoenicians to, to Druids to, to Native Americans to even the uh, the the uh, monk there, what was his name, that 
Columbo, uh, no. Columbus, uh, St. Columbus. Is that who it was? I think it was another guy. I'm not sure. But there was somebody. Pierre Fogg. <laughs> the what? <laughs> Columbo, I thought you said. Uh, yeah, I don't know who it is. But he was a, yeah, he was a yeah. monk, and he, he's given credit for a lot of things because uh, evidently they did a lot of traveling. But uh, I think Columbus then, probably, for the sounds of it. Yeah, there's so many different uh, theories, and that's all they have because they they mm. can't really prove things really. Uh, you know, they right. can find. How could you? Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. But that's well, kind of fun. That's no one that's, will ever know. Stephen, that's why we need we need psychic archaeologists. That's what we need. Yeah, I like the sound of that. You know. <laughs> Psychic archaeologists, they go to these sites and they, and they, they go back into the time and, and figure out what's going on and through the years and, and through, through sometimes through pizza. That's been done. It has? That's been done. Um, oh, yeah, Derek Akura did it in India. Derek Akura did it in Egypt. It was Egypt. fantastic. Egypt. Panel ah. Egypt. That was great to watch. It was so, much, it was so funny. It was great. I, I liked it, yeah. <laughs> It was brilliant. Love, love Derek. Absolutely love him. He's, yeah. The yeah. Base I, I, did I mention I, I have a signed T-shirt of his? Really? Yes, yes. He just did, but I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How much you have to pay for that? Steve, yeah. That's what Steve brought it for me last time. <laughs> so, so there you go. Just kidding. Just kidding. Hmm. So, anyways, <laughs> moving along. Uh, I forgot what I was we were talking about but oh yeah psychic detectives and everything yeah so you you mentioned it, it has been done before what no that's what i was thinking about just exactly what you said there yeah the, you, you know darker car what's dead it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's funny huh great yeah. minds running the same gutter huh oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh so how long were you actually out there steven two weeks what two two weeks yeah you were camping for two weeks yeah, this is this is where I could do my total recall moment. Two weeks, two weeks, and go all crazy on you. We've been out there for two weeks. Um, oh. Yeah, not all camping. We did we did stay in a black house, which is a small farmhouse um, oh, as well. Right. While we were out there, uh, which was fabulous. It, it was a great time. Um, the the weather is not very forgiving, but you know you don't right. go to the outdoors and expect you know to be to be right. Swaddled and loving care by the weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a little shelter besides yeah. just a tent for two weeks. Yeah. Well, the, the great Scottish comedian Billy Conley once said, uh, "There's no such thing as bad weather; I'm just the wrong choice of clothes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, Jeremy Dutchman is over in Scotland right now, oh, doing yeah. something for the light things, and and he's sending back pictures. And I notice he, he seems to be complaining about the weather there a lot. It's like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's great just now as well. This is the best we've had for a long time. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. But anyway, so uh, it, it seemed like an interesting trip, and and you spent a lot of time there and, and took a lot of, of photographs. Did you try any psychometry at all, where where you touch the stones and and see what you got from? Yes, that's when I got the images coming through. At Callanish too. That's oh, what sparked it. I was I was standing resting on the stones and I just started to tune into the area and that's when I got that information starting to come through. It started before that, but as soon as I put my hands on the stone, it just intensified and that's when I got the clear images and the sound came through. And so who knows? Stone tape maybe. Maybe I was just picking it up. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. uh, maybe it was it was in the vibration of the stones itself. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, don't know. It was just a very powerful image. It just flared into be- being, and it only lasted about half a second all in. It was. It was very quick. It just flared up and then stopped. Uh, and I think that's because I stepped back from it, rather than it stopped going, because it was very. Um, it was very kind of. It was very potent. It was very powerful. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the words you used. Um, when I was listening to that last video, that third video was magical. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It's 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 a place that I would advise that if anyone's coming to Scotland and you've got a spare couple of days, and and a good parker, um, <laughs> to, to go go and visit the Outer Hebrides, and uh, everyone that we met there, including the Californians, were loving it. Although, I mean, they were wrapped up like the nook of the north in the middle of summer. But um, it was, you know, it was quite clearly just completely different for them, the weather. But uh, they were absolutely loving it. Um, and uh, there, there's not a lot on the island. The islands are very small, but the, it's just, it's an amazing place. It really is. It really, really, really is. A lot of it's at sea level as well. So... What you get, if you look at the map of Scotland and the Hebrides, a lot of the areas, particularly in the Isle of Uist, are all broken up by mini lochs and mini sea lochs. So you're actually driving across water most of the time. Oh, but you're there. There's bridges everywhere. It's amazing. I'd, I would advise people get a chance to see it. Go and go and have a look. But particularly go to the stones. There's something to something else. It's a, you know you're going back into a magical world. Mm. You can so just believe in fairies when you get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Believe it. Yeah. So, anyways, the doorbell rang, which means the zombies are here. They eat Dan's brain. So, uh, <laughs> well, actually, thank, thank uh, goodness. What? So, Stephen, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how could they? They can just go onto my website, stephenwkscott.com. Awesome. There you go. And anything new and exciting coming up? I, no, I'm just getting back onto doing platform after a little bit of ill health. But uh, no, I'm going to be working on my new book, but it's all still touch and go at the moment. So no, I, w- I would love to say yes, it's all exciting. But no, I'm really picking my feet up, and I suppose that's exciting. Getting back to basics and starting again. Oh, absolutely, it is. Sometimes it, it needs like a fresh start. Sometimes, so mm-hmm. you know, a little boot start, mm-hmm. jump start, whatever. Uh, I, I I know we're almost out of time, but I had yeah. It looks like a whatever a minute, but there this. Do you ever hear about an island up there where where it sings, the rocks sing? That it, that rings a bell, but I couldn't say what it is. You couldn't say it's. I, I believe it's in Scotland. I believe it's northern Scotland too. I'm not sure, but I, I thought it might be in the same area. But I, I thought you might know. Anyways, maybe that's something for the future. Perhaps. But, Anyway, so we got about 30 seconds. We want to thank you so much for taking no the time and, and, and sharing uh, your photographs and uh, feelings with us. And uh, say hello to the uh, Mrs. Stevens. We will. Yes. <laughs> Telvari, we said hello and we miss her. I will do. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's time to wrap it up. And until then... Uh, don't forget Spirit Quest this year. Go to neghostproject.com, neghostproject.com. Good night and God bless everyone. Good.
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.